Have you ever logged into your online banking account only to find out that it's closed? That's what happened to me when I signed up for my first business banking account. I bet you can see why I'd be interested in Aslo, a banking platform made for small businesses. Instead of the days or weeks it takes to apply for an account at a traditional bank, where you're still required to go in in person, with Aslo, you just go to azlo.com and apply in as little as 10 minutes. And there is no waiting to use your account. With Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. I recommend signing up now because Aslo was created for us, giving us one less worry regarding our money. Sign up right now with no minimum deposit at azlo.com, aslo.com slash spq and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide, spelled A-Z-L-O dot com slash S-P-Q, and sign up with a free Small Business Starter Guide and no minimum deposit, aslo.com slash S-P-Q. This podcast is a part of the Maisie Media Network, a community of podcasts for women by women. Hey girl, hey, and thanks for dropping in to the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. Candid convo for the girl needing a lifestyle plot twist when she's deciding if it's time to switch, pivot, or quit. I'm Ayana Angel, a former sports entertainment publicist in New York City turned traditionally published author with Simon & Schuster who quit my old life to write a book, live in London for a bit, and explore my dreams to find my happiness and fulfillment. I'm here to help encourage and guide you through your plot twist years as your chief encourager and host of the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast so far. And check out SwitchPivotOrQuit.com for even more personal and professional development resources. But for now, just sit back, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, my good people, back again with another solo episode. We're going to continue our conversation about emotional tax. For those who haven't had a chance to listen to the previous two episodes, I highly suggest that you go back and listen. But if you are a rebel and you're not going to take the time to do so, I will clue you in to what emotional tax is just so that you can kind of understand this conversation a bit better. So emotional tax, just as a refresher for those who have been listening and for those who are new, it is the combination of feeling different from peers at work because of gender, race, and or ethnicity being on guard to experiences of bias and the associated effects on health, well-being, and ability to thrive at work. I want to give you this quick stat um, because we're going to get into the last two portions of the emotional tax conversation, which is stand by me portion and the equip me portion. But before we get into that, I want to give you these stats that I think you'll find interesting. So in the U.S., 29% of Asian people who experience high levels of emotional tax are thinking about quitting their jobs. 37% of Black people who experience high levels of emotional tax are thinking about quitting their jobs. And 43% of Latinx people who experience high levels of emotional tax are thinking about quitting their jobs. 
that just gives you an idea of how minorities stack up with emotional tax experiences and how that translates to what their decisions might be in terms of their future employment with a company. So what we really want to talk about and what we've been talking about is the how and the why. Creating an empowering workplace so that employees feel comfortable, they feel like they have autonomy, they feel like they have resources, and they feel like they have the support that they need to succeed at their companies. If you are wondering, where is she getting this information from? Oh my gosh, she's so smart. (laughs) I am looking at a one-pager sheet that's really diving into emotional attacks. It was done by Catalyst, and they just basically did some research on the topic of emotional attacks and how it impacts people and whether they want to stay at a company or not and how it makes people feel valued in a company or not. So the last portion is these two ideas of stand by me and equip me. Now, employees in the in the stand by me section, employees are saying when issues occur, they want their employers or their managers to back them up, give them air cover, make sure that they don't feel alone when an issue is occurring. Don't hang me out to dry, basically, right? And focus on solutions rather than placing blame. Nobody wants to be in a situation where they feel like the finger is being pointed at them, right? Especially if you're of the minority. You're thinking, I'm already at a disadvantage and now because this thing has happened, they're looking at me. That's how most of us would feel. So employees are saying, stand by me. In this time where something is happening, there's trials and tribulations, there's maybe turmoil amongst employees or something big is going down. If you're my manager, stand by me. And I just want to also quickly point out and make sure that everybody remembers, if you are not coming from the subordinate perspective, if you're coming from the managerial perspective, this information can still be helpful as well because it can show you how you can better connect with your employees so that they feel empowered in the workplace and their emotional attacks feels a little bit less on a day-to-day basis. So taking action is another thing that we make sh- we want to make sure that we definitely cover because it's one thing to say, when an issue occurs, I want you to back me up, right? But it's another thing to show how that can look for an employee, right? So some of the ideas for the taking action portion of that could be treat missteps and challenges as learning moments. So instead of berating somebody for a misstep that they made, take a step back and look at it like, how can this be a learning lesson? How can I take this opportunity to teach instead of belittle? The next thing is assume positive intent. So if you're going to take action to empower employees when emotional tax is concerned, make sure that you're assuming positive intentions. Don't assume that because this person looks different than you, speaks different than you, acts different than you, that their intentions are any different than what your intentions might be. And finally, approach difficulties with a growth mindset, helping employees to develop and improve. So if something comes up and it's an issue or somebody did something wrong, there was a misstep that happened, an issue occurs, approach that difficult situation 
with an opportunity for learning, with an opportunity for expansion to show and help that person develop into a space where that same incident, that same issue won't happen again because now you've empowered them to handle the situation in a way that they feel most comfortable. When it's time to expand your team, look no further than Indeed. Indeed knows it's a cautious time for businesses across America. Uncertainty, so many decisions, financial commitments. So now your next hire is more crucial than ever. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, you heard me right, Indeed is going to get you the hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering SPQ listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash SPQ. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash SPQ. Terms and conditions apply offer valid through September 30th, 2020. If you've been on the fence, now's the time to book your Pick My Brain session. It's a one-on-one 60-minute session with me that's a hybrid of coaching and consulting. This is where you get the best out of me. We can bet your ideas. We can talk about anything from publicity to marketing and podcasting and even your upcoming business ideas. It's all fair game. Just head over to switchpivotorquit.com and book your session with me today. Moving right along into the final section of emotional tax and uncovering what it looks like and how we can navigate our way through it. Let's dive into the area of being equipped. Employees who want to feel more empowered feel like you need to equip me. I mean, hello, I would feel the same way, right? So employees are saying, enable me to do my job to the best of my ability. Provide me with the tools and the support that I need to thrive. Have you ever felt like you were sort of being set up for failure when you were asked to do something that you have never done before and you feel like you weren't given the proper guidance or the proper tools to execute? That is another result of emotional tax, believe it or not. When you feel like, hmm, if I were someone else, would I have been given the tools that I need to succeed in this environment? That is emotionally taxing on you. So employees are saying, make sure that I am set up to succeed and thrive in any environment that you put me in. If you do that, the emotional tax that I feel will be less. Now, some of the ways that employers can take action so that employees can feel more equipped is to, number one, make sure that employees have sufficient access to the information and resources necessary to do their job well. Give them every single tool that they need so that they can succeed. It feels like a no-brainer and it's like, why wouldn't people know that? But sometimes you can be in a position where you're not actually being sabotaged. Maybe you just have a manager that lacks managerial skills or awareness. But on the other side, if you don't know that they lack these things, it starts to feel personal. It starts to feel like they are not setting you up to win in an intentional way. 
And that can be really, really emotionally taxing on an employee and then impact how they feel empowered in the space and whether they feel like they want to stay in the space or not. So if you're an employee who recognizes that maybe your manager is not the best at setting you up for success, maybe it's a good idea for you to try and do your part now that you recognize this to push your manager in the direction of properly equipping you so that you can do a stellar job on any project or anything that comes your way. The next and final item for taking action in the equip me portion is to ensure employees are kept in the know about all issues that are critical to their job performance. How many of you have found out something that was said or passed down in a senior leadership meeting weeks after the action or the insight was mentioned or passed down. That's not a good feeling, right? That feels like you've been left out. That feels like you haven't been considered. That feels like you're not an essential part of the team. And this may have been on a need to know basis. And obviously nobody thought that you needed to know. That is not a way that we make our employees feel empowered or that we feel empowered. So if you're a manager and you're thinking, Why should I have to distribute information just as I get it so that my whole team can be aware? Remember the emotional tax that you may be putting on someone when you hold on to information and keep it close to your vest and only share it when you feel like it's need to know. That may be not a big deal to you, but to someone who is going to be charged with doing the work related to that information later, that can feel like a huge deal. It can feel like there's a lack of trust. It can feel like you're trying to uh, hold information back from them so that they don't succeed. It can feel like a number of things, but the main point is you don't wanna do it because you don't wanna make someone feel a type of way so that they can't succeed when they're trying to do their job. I really think that all of this information is very, very critical, and this is why I wanted to share it and touch on it and talk about it more in depth and, and share with you what was really being discovered um, in the in the research of emotional tax because I think so many of us experience these feelings that are emotionally taxing and these ideas of what's happening within emotional tax on a day-to-day basis, but sometimes it's really, really hard to identify it and put your finger on it. And eventually you start to feel like maybe you're tripping. Maybe you're seeing things that aren't there. Maybe this is not that big of a deal and you shouldn't say anything about it. Or maybe you're overreacting. But I hope that all of the information that we've covered in the last three episodes has made you more aware that you're not crazy. You're not losing it. Your your feelings are valid. Your things that you are observing are absolutely on point. And your manager, your company just may need to do better. But we can't leave it there. If you want to be a proactive part of your career, getting better and thriving in your career, sometimes you have to take the initiative to to do the things that need to be done to put you in a position to win. So maybe that means that you go back and you listen to all these take action steps and for the instances that apply directly to you or you feel most connected to or that you've experienced before or that that may be on the horizon with you right now, take the action steps, reverse it and see how you can have a conversation with your leadership and help them to help you.
That's what it comes down to. We don't want to sit up here and point out all these things and then just let it fall by the wayside. We want to make sure that if we're pointing out all of these instances and we're really diving into emotional attacks, we're also sharing with our companies and with our management and our leadership teams how they can better support us so that we feel empowered in the things that we're doing. If you don't remember anything about everything that I've said, just remember you have to look out for self. So sometimes these things that you're feeling, you have to be a proactive participant in making sure that you do not continue to feel this way. Thank you so much. I hope that you guys are doing well out there and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening and drop in the DMs and let me know if you found this information helpful or if it gave you something to think about and there's some action steps that you may decide that you want to take as a result. Take care and as always, be good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Access and Opportunity, a podcast from Morgan Stanley. Women and entrepreneurs of color traditionally have a hard time accessing capital to start or grow their businesses. Join Vice Chairman Carla Harris as she introduces us to the dynamic investors, entrepreneurs, policymakers, and others working to close the funding gap for these entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe to Access and Opportunity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Access and Opportunity, a podcast from Morgan Stanley. Women and entrepreneurs of color traditionally have a hard time accessing capital to start or grow their businesses. Join Vice Chairman Carla Harris as she introduces us to the dynamic investors, entrepreneurs, policymakers, and others working to close the funding gap for these entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe to Access and Opportunity on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.